Pastor Marcelo, come over here. Amen. Join me for just a moment. I want Pastor to come, and I want him to introduce some very, very special guests that we have. And uh, I want them to just come and greet us, and uh, if they want to share a testimony. But I, I, I want to let Pastor Marcelo uh, do the introductions. Amen, amen. This is a, it's my older, older, older sisters here today. <laughs> I, I know I'm going to be in trouble when I get home. But uh, and I'd like to see my brother-in-law, Doug Wenger. They're pastors in all over the world, in Brazil. And they, they started 52 churches. So they, now they have in Argentina and in India and Amazon. My sister, she is little, but she can travel 36 hours in the boat to go in Amazon and open a church. That's a blessing. Please come here. And then I have my, my nephew, John. And uh, I was taking care of this boy. Come here, John. I was taking care of this boy at night. And then today I can see him. He's going to Navy. He's going to the boot camp. He said, now you're going to be like your uncle. And now he, he go, he's away to go to the boot. Where's Camila? Oh, she's with the kids. And then we have Camila too. But look, all the time when I, I think about to quit and I look at her. Because when the doctor told my mom that she's not going to leave, she's going to be on a wheelchair, she's not going to talk, and she proved different. And when they said that all of her friends was pushing, because she has uh, 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 was a boot with iron from here to there. She, could, she was what? Braces. And they was pushing her in the school. All the time when they were saying, you cannot do it, she proved different. So that is a miracle. And that's when the time I said, I will quit, and I look at her. And uh, but this is a blessing. And, and yes. Good morning. Please pray for me. He's my brother, so you know I need, <laughs> I need a prayer. But all that he said is true. I was in a wheelchair. The doctors told my parents I wouldn't be able to walk or talk because I didn't have oxygen in my brain for a little bit because I had uh, my, stop, my heart and my lung stop function. But Jesus, Jesus had a bigger plan for me. And one day, I was sunbathing the backyard, and that man came and called me by my name. And I stood up, and I almost killed my grandmother. When she saw me standing up, she fainted, really. And the Lord's wonderful. Through all this that is happening now, I can still say God's good. He's very good. And we are here. We cannot go back to the mission field because of all these crazy things happening. But I praise God. I'm seeing the goodness of the Lord like never before. And just one testimony. We have 52 churches in Brazil. I think seven or eight in the Amazon area. But the gospel is going farther than ever before because of these wonderful devices. And we have a small church, and it's one of our favorites. I'm not going to say the name, so the other ones will not be upset. But this church is in a city of about 20,000 people. And when the live things start on Facebook, they start to live stream their services. And in one service, 15,000 people watch. So this is amazing. The gospel of Jesus Christ is going to places that never went before because of a lockdown. Go figure. Everything works together for good. Everything. So church, it's time for us to shine. I get up in the morning and I say, I was born to shine because I am a daughter of the Lord. So you need to speak up. It's not time for us to be quiet. We need to speak up that Jesus saved. He's still in the throne. He has all the control in heaven and on earth. He heals like the past. He's the same. And now we need to speak. All of us here are missionaries. So we need to speak the word of the Lord for the lost like never before. And I know soon the gospel will go to the ends of the earth. And I'm so excited about it. About, woo, 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 woo. 
But God, God is so good, and His mercy and His love endures forever. And, and no matter what you're going through in life, trust in the Lord with all your life, with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge the Lord, and He's going to make your path straight. And I want to share and give a couple testimonies that early in the year, we were really trying to encourage the churches in Brazil, the people of God, but not just there, in the nations of the world, about a true awakening. So this word goes out January 1st. And really, the Lord is trying to awaken the nations of the world. He's shaken the nations of the world to look to Him, to glorify Him. And yes, there's civil unrest, uh, but really it's the hearts being revealed of the heathens that want their way. And, And I encourage you, let your light shine. We're born for this very moment on the face of the earth. We walk in God's holiness and righteousness. We all have the Lord in us. Let that light shine. The Word says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble ourselves and pray and turn from our evil, wicked ways and look to Jesus, the Savior, Lord, and King of the earth, For He has all the power in heaven and this earth. But if my people will humble themselves and get back on our knees and pray to God. Die to yourselves and live for God. One short testimony. All these years since 1998, I believe, preaching the gospel and seeing the Lord save thousands of souls and these churches opening up and uh, people, the miracles and healings that we've seen, the supernatural movement of God. And, And in my heart, though, I kept saying, but in Harrisonburg, Virginia, I don't have a home for my wife and children. Lord, how can I take care of them? And we just received a couple months ago my parents' home. They're with the Lord now. But uh, the goodness of God, they left us a house to live in. Uh, We love you all. God bless you. You're in our prayers no matter what country we're in. Yes, I'm not going to give the microphone for them because they preach too. So we and that's my my uh, my my uh, niece Camila, and yeah, she she's all right, my pastor. Yeah, if I give the microphone for that too, you you say. But thank you. We love you. Amen. Can I get a big amen in the house today? Praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Amen. It's good to see everyone in the house today. Good to see my favorite Indian in the house. Good to see you. I love you. Amen. God, isn't God good? I want to talk today. We're going to talk to you. Uh, I'm going to challenge today all of our kids. If you're going to school, now I know all of our elementary school kids are upstairs. They're going to come back in a little bit. And we're going to pray over them and include them. But if you're going into junior high, high school, college, uh, on further than that, if you're doing some kind of study online or uh, in, in school, or if you're a teacher, would you just raise your hand? I want to see who you are today. Okay, I see hands, 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 hands all over here. Yes, amen. All the little youth at home, raise your hand. You're going back to school. All right, so today, today this message, today I want to challenge you. Uh, I've got some things to talk to you about. We're going to learn something. How many likes to learn? We're going to go back to school. Don't you like to learn? And uh, we're going to learn today. And uh, then I'm going to challenge you today. And, uh, and then at the end, uh, we're going to pray. And we're going to pray all the way from our, our, those going into pre-K, uh, all the way up through all the grades, all the way over to John, going to boot camp into the Navy. Uh, we've got the, the Rogers today, uh, uh, Joe and Misty are uh, checking right now, moving Matthew uh, into his dorm at Texas A&M. And uh, that's why they're not here. But if you're watching, uh, when you get the chance to watch, uh, we're praying for you. 
And uh, I text Matt earlier this morning, and I'm waiting on my picture of your dorm, so send it to me. So all you guys, when you get back to, when you get to school, when you get moved in your dorms, wherever you're at, come on, send us a picture. Let it, let us, uh, keep us posted where you're at, what you're doing. Uh, Miss Arlene, she has been uh, in interning as a chef uh, at a country club uh, all summer, and uh, she just got back yesterday. We're glad to have you home. She goes right back to school in Nacogdoches tomorrow, continuing her uh, studies and uh, to be a chef. And one day she's going to own her own restaurant and uh, be my personal chef. So that's what we're, that's what we're believing for. And <laughs> though she hadn't even baked me a cake yet, I don't know what's going on. Amen. Today we're ready. All right. How many is ready to learn class? Today class, we're going to learn about flamingos. How many likes flamingos? Uh, as you can tell, I have flamingos on my shirt. And uh, today we're going to talk about and we're going to learn about flamingos. Now, Brother Dick said that flamingos are not in the Bible. That's what he said this morning. And uh, so we're going to see. We're going to see. Uh, now, today we're, t- we're going to t- t- talk about flamingos. Me and Amy had an opportunity uh, a few years ago. I don't remember what it was, but it was before that, that hurricane came through and, and wiped out a bunch of that area. We got a chance to go to uh, Bonaire, uh, to uh, Curacao, uh, Aruba, and I don't... St. Martin, yeah, all those places. Anyway, but Bonaire and Curacao, uh, there's a lot of flamingos. And uh, we have a picture of a couple of flamingos right there. See, there they are. Uh, we took those. Those are in, uh, in, in, in Bonaire. Well, as we uh, went out and was traveling around, we began to see these flamingos around. And uh, we would take different pictures of different ones. You can go to the next one. And uh, there's one. I know you can't see it very well. It's kind of white. But that's a pink flamingo. It's just out there in the wild. And uh, it's having a good time. And then all of a sudden, we caught a whole flock flying over. If you want to go to there, you can see all the little pink dots in the back. And... Uh, it was just a beautiful area. But we, we, would, we saw lots of more. Just whole, I don't know, they're not a herd of flamingos. A flock, there you go. I knew it was on a flock of flamingos. And uh, so let's learn a little bit about flamingos. So flamingos are long-legged wading birds, uh, usually covered in bright pink flowers. Feathers, what'd I say? They're not covered in flowers. <laughs> It's going to be a good day. Hang on. They derive their name from Spanish or Portuguese word uh, that means flame colored. The birds are known for their vibrant appearance. And though it is their most famous quality, the pink of the flamingo's feathers is not a hereditary trait. They didn't get pink from their mama. They didn't get pink from their daddy. You see, when a flamingo is born, and Brother Dale tried to get all over my message, I had to stop him and say, no, 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 don't start preaching my word here in the office. See, because this is what a flamingo looks like when it's born. There you go. It's kind of grayish. If there's no pigment uh, in... Uh, flamingo's feathers. The, one of the reasons that a flamingo, uh, they, they, they flourish because they have no really, uh, nobody wants to shoot them. Nobody, there, there's no dresses, there's no coats made out of uh, flamingo feathers. You know why? Because when you pluck a flamingo's feather, it'll turn back white. So you can't harvest them. You can't do anything because you see what we're going to preach on today. Now, listen, I've got a, this, this title is it, deep. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to hang on here. Okay. So yeah, listen, their color is not part of their DNA, but flamingos, the phrase, and this is what I want to preach on today. You are what you eat. You are what you eat. You say, well, pastor, is that, is that you eat fat, greasy food? You're a fat, greasy dude. <laughs> there you go. You are. Because I like pizza and hamburgers and french fries. and 
You are what you eat. You see, uh, the bright color of flamingos comes from beta-carotene, a red-orange pigment that's found in high numbers within the algae, the larva, and the brine shrimp that the flamingos eat in their wetland environment. In the digestive system, enzymes break down the, the carotenoids into pigments absorbed by fat in the liver, deposited for flamingos into their skin and their feathers. So their color, the physical attributes, the carotenoids, uh, they, they must be ingested in large amounts. And because the flamingos diet is nearly exclusively these carotenoids filled deca- delicacies, they have no problem coloring themselves. And different parts of the country, they, they can be different. They can be a light pink like they were in Bonaire. They, they can be red. They can be orange. They, they begin to bring these birds into zoos because they were so beautiful to see. And little by little, these birds begin to lose their color. And they realized, oh, I mean, we're, 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 we've taken them out of their natural habitat. They're not wading around in the water they're used to. They're not eating the brine shrimp. They're not getting the carotene that they need. And they're losing their color. And so then they begin to add this back to their diet. And that is how they can have flamingos now in the zoo that maintain their color. Because they realize what it takes to maintain their color. They realized that what they eat determines what they are. Humans, thank goodness, did you know that if we ate, uh, we can do the same thing. And if we ate nothing but carrots, which is carotene, we could, we would actually turn a little orange. We'd have to eat them in high volume all the time. So I like carrots, but I don't want to be orange. So, so, uh, let me show you this next picture. Look at this. I'm going to teach y'all something here. Anybody learning anything? We're in class now. Get this. Everybody ready? Come on, get this. It's powerful. Why do flamingos stand on one leg? Why do they why do why do flamingos raise one leg? Because if they raise both legs, they'd fall down. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> The other day, my wife said, stop acting like a flamingo. And so I put my foot down. (laughs) Y'all will get it when you get home. You are what you eat. All of these young people, as you start back to school, you're born... Into a loving family who loves God and they love you and you're innocent and you just, you're so cute and fuzzy and gray and white and you don't have any color or distinction. You're just a baby and you burp and you drink milk and you stink and have to have your diaper changed and mom and daddy begin to feed you. You get the nutrition you need and you begin to grow. They begin to put in you knowledge and wisdom and they begin to teach you the word of God and teach you the commandments and it begins to define who you are. You begin to get your color, you begin to get your character, you begin to get your personality by your environment. There's others who are not in that godly environment. They're in different kinds of environment. And their actions and their speech and their words and their attitudes and are defined by their environment and what they're digesting and what they're taking in. And our purpose, our plan, our prayer for all of our young people, our teenagers, as you grow into adults, we want you to be a beautiful, colorful, vibrant work of God.
We want you to be smart. We want you to be successful. We want you to be prosperous. We want you to shine for Jesus. And we want Him to show all of His character and His love and His grace. We want you to shine for Jesus. We want your light, amen, to be like those flaming pink and orange and red flamingos. We want you showing forth the glory of God. But there's those... There's environments, there's people who would like to take away your pigmentation. They would like to take away the things that make you so bright and colorful and beautiful in God's sight and His creation and His showing forth His glory. And they want to just turn you back into a plain, dull bird. That's not God's purpose and His plan for your life. But I'm here to tell you today, you are what you eat. What are you feeding on? As you go, as you leave, when, whether, whether you're in little school, middle school, high school, college, now we're beginning to see there's so much indoctrination of the world, of liberalism, of anti-God, of anti-American. There's so much things. It's rampant. I mean, kids are truly being brainwashed. One of the things, and they caught one of the teachers saying uh, on camera that she was afraid of online teaching because the parents might hear what they were teaching their children and not approve. Parents, I'm telling you, you better start watching. You better start listening. You need to be reading the books they're reading. You need to see, I mean, what they're feeding your children. Because when all of a sudden you look up and you're beautiful, bright, amen, loving, kind, amen, child creation of God, amen, that was born to be a beautiful flamingo, amen, all of a sudden is dull and gray and amen, showing attitude and amen, mocking the things that you've taught, you better start looking and watching what they're eating. You better check their diet. Because they are what they eat. You've done your best to feed them godliness and holiness and purity and teach them right from wrong. And you've tried to uh, encourage them to listen to good music and to watch good things. But I'm telling you, all of a sudden, you find out when they're in the room and they got their headphones on, they're not always listening. Amen. To we lift you up, holy God. We, you, know, you know, they're not listening in their room. Listen to amazing grace. Half the time, parents don't even know what their kids are listening to because they got earbuds in. They've got earbuds in for several reasons. Number one, they want to tune you out. But what are they putting in? We're starting to see our young people change colors. We're seeing them losing the beauty and the pigmentation that God gave them. They're not shining anymore. Instead, amen, they're, they're, they're out there ranting and raving and protesting and burning and, and expecting everything for free. Why? Because they're being fed the wrong things. They're being fed lies. They're being fed. Uh, they're being indoctrinated. I'm telling you something. We still live in America. And in America, it is in God we trust. But everybody's not teaching their children to trust in God. We're, to, we're living in an age to where it's time that the church, we have to stand up. We are in for some trouble. Trouble is coming. Are you ready? The diet of America is changing. People are hungering. And the Bible says they're itching ears listening to a lie. And there's people out there willing to teach them that lie. About their calling, about their purpose, about their sexuality, about right and wrong, good and evil. The Word of God, the church, Christianity has been under attack for a long time. But it's been in the recent times, amen, and in this coming time, this year, we are under attack even more. Pastor, am I going to be able to survive? 
Pastor, in the midst of trouble. Amen. When people begin to point fingers. Amen. When trouble's around. Amen. When just like Peter around the fire. When somebody says, are you one of them? It's the true believers who have been feasting on the Word of God, who have been eaten from the table of the Master, amen, who has been partaking, amen, of the bread and the wine of His Word, amen. We're going to be the ones, amen, like the flamingos that are a flame of glory. We're not going to be able to hide our relationship. We're not going to be able to hide the fact that we're a Christian, amen. But there's a lot of believers. There's a lot of people in churches, amen. They're back. They're dull, amen. They're, they're washed out. They have no nutrition because they are empty. Amen. They've been feeding on the word of the world. They've been feeding, amen, on the news instead of feeding on God's word. And just like the world now, they're speaking doubt and fear and unbelief. As Chrissy said earlier, amen, this whole pandemic, and it's a real sickness, amen, but it has just been propagated, amen, so much fear, yet there's a 99.8 or .6 chance of you surviving. You have a much better chance of dying in a car wreck, but not one person thought a thing about getting in your car and driving to church. You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than dying from coronavirus. Everybody in our church has had it. We've had a few. Everyone has recovered. Yet we know people have died. It's a real deal. But the devil wants to put fear. He's crippling. And don't think it's just about a virus. It's not that. I mean, look, it's, it's okay to do all the things that the world wants to do. It's okay to pack in all kinds of places. But they're trying to empty the church, close down the church, persecute speech. You can't sing. You can't declare why. Because they want you to lose your shine, to lose your color. They want you to just be dull and gray and just go along like everybody else. But I'm telling you, you better Start eating, amen, some meals on your own. You better start putting in your diet the Word of God. You better start praying and believing and reading and seeking the face of God. Amen, begin to get your color back. Come on, begin to get your zeal back, your fervent back, your passion back. And when you walk into the world, I don't care if you do have a mask on, they're going to see the glory of God shining from you. That glory is going to bring persecution. But young people, you're going into environments that you've got to be careful what you eat. Careful what you put on your plate. Careful what you put in your ears. Careful what you put in your eyes. And you've got to do it on purpose. Book of Daniel. A young man named Daniel was taken from his hometown and taken into captivity. He was a good looking young man. Smart young man. He was going to be amongst the ones that would be leaders. God knows you have a plan, a purpose, and a calling on your life. And the devil will try to take that and use it for his own. The first thing they want to do is change your identity. They changed his name from Daniel to Belteshazzar. It was a derivative and a name after their God, Baal. Yet this was a man of God. A child of God. The devil wants to change your identity. He wants to take your Christian identity away. And and just make you like everybody else. Give you a pagan name. And then they want to set before him. The meat. The wine of the king. But the Bible says that Daniel. Purposed in his heart. Not to defile himself. Everybody say. I have a purpose on purpose. You see, he purposed in his heart. He didn't accidentally do the right thing. Nobody usually accidentally does the right thing. Now, sometimes we accidentally do the wrong thing. But most of the time when you do the right thing, it's because you chose it. You did it on purpose. You had a purpose and a plan. And Daniel said... I purpose in my heart, I'm not going to defile myself. Now, let's talk just for a second. Was Daniel a vegetarian? No, he was not. He ate meat. He ate meat later. He he, he did. It wasn't the fact that the purpose was 
He knew the law of God. He had been raised. He listened in Sunday school. He listened in kids church. He listened in youth group. His mama and daddy taught him. And they showed him the list. God said, you can eat all of these animals. You can eat all of this meat. And he said, but one thing very specific. Do not eat meat offered to idols. And in this area, in this arena, amen, all the meat that was killed and cooked, first they would take it to the temple and they would offer it to, they would give a first fruit, like we give a first fruit offering. They would give the first to their gods and ask him to bless the rest of it. Daniel said, I can't eat meat that's been offered to an idol because I'm a child of the living God And God declared, you shall have no other gods before me. And just said, I can't do it. And he purposed in his heart before he ever, before he ever got there. But you know what? He didn't throw a fit. He didn't pick it. He didn't ride. He didn't act crazy. Sometimes we have righteous indignation. We know something's wrong, but we also got to keep a good attitude and a good spirit because the Bible says by this, they'll know you're my disciples. You have love for one another. And it's hard to know that you love somebody when you're screaming and yelling at them. And so Daniel asked nicely and politely. He, he called the guy that was over him and he explained his situation and he said, hey, Just do me a favor. Test me. Just test me. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. Hey, just bring me vegetables and water. And check and see how I'm doing. You know, after a while. And so, he said, okay. The Bible says after a few days, he came back and he checked him. And Daniel looked better. His skin looked healthier. He had a glow about him. He hadn't lost no weight. And for the remainder of the time that he was there, he allowed him. But see, he could have said, you know what? Man, I'm away from home. Nobody knows me here. They don't know I'm a Christian. I can just do what everybody else does and Nobody will know. I can just go with the flow. I don't want to cause trouble. But because of his stand, we know the story of Daniel. He, he continued to grow and grow and grow until, I mean, he, he, he took very high rank. He went through king after king after king. God preserved him. God gave him wisdom and dreams. But you know what? Your whole life is dependent Upon what you do on purpose, with a purpose, and what you eat determines what you are. Are you going to be an idol worshiper? Are you going to be a true servant of the Most High God? You see, Daniel, he knew the Scriptures, he knew the law. He knew that these things were not only not... They were offered to idols, but many of them weren't cooked right. The Bible says that you shouldn't eat anything with blood. Anything that's strangled. He gave very strict rules on how to kill an animal. Most all you hunters in here, deer hunters, what you know, you kill an animal, you, 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 you bleed it. So it doesn't get in the meat and you, you, you get all that, that blood out. The Bible declares in Leviticus, um, Leviticus chapter 17, verse 10, it said that the life... Is in the blood. And God said, when you kill an animal, do not drink his blood. Do not strangle it. Bleed it and and let it go in the ground. Cover it. The life is in the blood. And if anyone drinks the blood or anybody takes the blood, they'll be cut off. God was very, very specific. Yet in those pagan nations, and they still do it today. There's areas, there's places uh, where they, they, they cook animals and, and they, they, they cook them alive because they want the pain. When, when an animal goes into shock and the pain of being dipped in that grease, it, it puts out these endorphins and it goes in their blood. And they think that when they eat that and they drink that, that it gives them a high. 
it was just revealed and it's coming out and we're going to see it more and more that they've uncovered this group of people right here. And they're occult worshipers. That they've proved, they, 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 they've taken these children and they've abused them and right at the height of abuse and, and fear, they kill them. And they're drinking their blood. Because they think that the blood, I'm telling you, listen church, we are in an age, we're in a time, there's so much stuff starting to be revealed. Amen. The devil does not want to be revealed. He wants to stay in the, in the shadows. But God's light is shining and bringing this to truth. And it's time, amen, there's a whole era, there's a whole group, there's a whole section of America that wants to do away with God. Amen. They want to accept pedophilia. Now they're saying that it's okay, that we need to accept them, that we need to let them uh, uh, be happy. How they were born, I'm telling you, amen, we are entering in a new era and a season of wickedness. And there the devil is trying to take your color. He is trying to take your zeal, your passion, amen, who you are and just make you a plain old dull duck. But I'm telling you, it's time that you begin to feast once again on the truth of God's word. Amen. Don't eat a lie. Don't be fed a lie. Don't take a lie in. And I'm telling you, it's time to Stand up for truth. You've got to know, young people, parents, it's so important that you teach your kids right from wrong, that you teach them the Ten Commandments, that you teach them what God's Word says. And then when you get in school and when you understand, when you, when you realize, wait a minute, that, that doesn't line up with the Word. And that a lot, Amy was just telling a story. She's in junior high and her teacher said, we're going to learn about evolution. And she took her Bible to school that day and laid her Bible on her desk and refused to open her book because she said, I don't believe in evolution. Had to have a meeting with her teachers and they said, look, we, you don't have to believe it. We, it's just part of history. You need to know both sides. And, but listen, we go through all of that. In college, I had a, a professor. She was a self-fulfilling prophecy professor. She believed, you know, whatever she said was, and, and she had a lot of biblical backing, but in a very crazy way. She didn't know it was Bible. She didn't know there was power, life and death in the tongue. And she was speaking, I'm going to live to be a hundred dollars. But she was Doing it from a very secular way. Me and my cousin Bruce were both in the class and it seemed like most of the stuff she said I didn't agree with. And so I had to keep raising my hand and saying, I don't believe that. I don't agree with that. And finally she came to me and she said, Samuel, I tell you what. If you'll let me teach my lesson without interrupting me, I'll give you the last couple of minutes to dispute it. And at the end of the class, she'd say, now we're going to have a minute with the preacher. And I would go down the line, don't believe that, don't believe that. <laughs> but you know what? We ended up becoming friends. I, mean, she, I, I liked her. She liked me. But I just didn't allow, if it, if it, if it went against what God's word said and what my mom and daddy taught me and what I knew was right from wrong, maybe it was just a theory. But you know what? I was willing to step up and say, you know what? That's not what I'm going to eat. You can put that out here on my plate, but I just want to let you know I'm not eating that garbage. Because what I eat, I become. You've got to begin to eat the truth of the Word of God. Hold fast to the principles and the doctrines. And I'm telling you, even in the church world, we have come up with all kind of nonsense you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. I'm telling you, we're going to come back to a true and a simple relationship with God. And we're just going to love Him. So, uh, what time is it? My clock is broke. So I'm just preaching blindly here today. 11.42, alright. So, Jesus comes, He comes to the Jews, He's a Jew, uh, the Jews rejected him. They killed him. He rose from the dead. He began to preach. He ascended back to heaven. The disciples begin to go out and preach. They're just preaching to the Jews. They're the chosen ones. And all of a sudden, the Gentiles, that's us. You know, we're Gentiles. We're not Jews. Uh, so all of a sudden, they received Jesus. And then they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. 
And all of a sudden, the disciples says, we perceive that God's no respecter of person. They've received Jesus. They've received baptism. They've received the gift of the Holy Ghost just like we have. And God's no respecter of person. And so then they begin to evangelize and great revival broke out amongst the Gentiles. But then the Jews, Christian Jews, would come to the Gentiles and say, okay, now, I know that y'all have received Jesus by faith and this grace stuff. But let me tell you, if you'll just keep these rules and regulations... See, if you'll be circumcised, because, you know, we had to, and if we have to, you should have to be too. It's not fair. We had to be, and you don't have to be. And they kept trying to put all these rules, and, and, and the disciples had to keep coming back and saying, no, wait a minute. It's not grace plus the law. It's not grace plus my actions. It's not God's grace plus what I do or don't do. It's just grace. Period. For by faith you're saved through grace. It's the gift of God lest any man should boast. And so they got together. They pulled all the Jewish leaders in together. And and, and it's amazing. It's kind of like our Republicans and Democrats used to be. The House. Did you know? Many years ago, when they would be on Capitol Hill and they couldn't come up with an agreement, they would leave their chambers and walk right down the street to a church and would get on their knees and have a prayer meeting and they would pray and ask God for wisdom and then they would go back and make a decision what was best for the American people. But now if you even mention the word prayer or God, amen, you're laughed and kicked out. We've come a long way. From where we started. And so they got together. And they began to have a meeting. And they asked the Holy Ghost. These Gentiles that are just now believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to know what to tell them. What to preach to them. How, 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 you know they, they get saved. They accept Jesus as their Savior. And we, but what, what instruction we give them. And they came up with this. And they didn't just come up with it on their own. They said it was good to the Holy Ghost. And we find it in Acts, the basis of Gentile Christianity. So let me just, let's check ourselves. Let's see how we're doing on it. Acts chapter 15, verse number 28. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost... And to us, to lay upon you no greater burden than these things necessary. Now listen to me. The Jews, and they still have them. There's so many rules and regulations and laws, they can't even keep them themselves. Because the law is perfect, and man is imperfect. The law was given to show man he needed a Savior. But then man turned around and tried to keep all the law... And say, look how good I am. When the law was really made to show you how bad you are. And how you need Jesus. He said, so we have all these rules and regulations. And we can't even keep them. So we wanted to not lay any more burden on you than necessary. So, here's what you need to do. Number one. That ye abstain from meats... Offered to idols. Anybody eat any meat lately offered to idols? Anybody watch a movie lately that came out of Hollywood? See, it actually means to, literally it means to have nothing to do with. To stand aloof from idols, idol worship. Anything offered or pertaining to idols. All immoral acts. 
anything that goes on at the festivity. You see, at all of these pagan pagan uh, uh, altars, at all their temples. Do you know what went on in all those pagan temples? Orgies. Sexual immorality. Drug use. Debauchery. If it feels good, do it. Today, at all of the big events that the world puts on, you see all this. Whether you go to Mardi Gras or whether you... Every one of these protests, their little groups that they formed turned into orgies, assaults, rapes, drug abuse, murders. Anytime you get a group of people together worshiping idols, all this stuff happens. And God said, abstain from it. Stay away from it. Don't eat it because you'll become what you eat. For meats offered and from blood. And from things strangled. Abstain from anything having to do with things strangled. We, we, we already talked about it uh, here. They, they considered it back then a delicacy. Those things that were strangled and, and kept the blood in. They, they was a delicacy. But God specifically said, don't partake of it. There's so many people that would shed innocent blood. It's becoming, uh, people are just taking people's life like it's nothing. They're aborting millions of children in America. And that is innocent blood. And if you support it, you're partaking of the blood that Jesus said specifically, do not. Any form of murder, any form of... Of these ritualistic, well, 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 and it's all over the world. Yet we're buying into it, and we're approving it, and it's okay. But God said, abstain from things offered idols, abstain from blood, abstain from things strangled. And all of these were were, were common practices in all the pagan temples, and we see it. It is coming to light more and more. And then abstain from fornication. That's not just sex outside of marriage, it includes all sexual sin, all perversion, homosexuality, prostitution. Prostitution was a huge thing in all of the temples. Homosexuality has been going on from the beginning of time. All it just he, God said, abstain. Keep marriage holy. Keep that relationship pure. Yet, he said, if you do these things, you shall do well. Isn't it amazing? In the church, in denominations, I mean, they've got books of rules and laws. And really, there's just four. He said, here's what the Holy Ghost says. Abstain from meat offers idols, blood, things strangled, don't commit fornication. Which includes all forms of sexual sin. He said, if you do these things, you do well. But we've got every kind of rule and law about what you can wear, what you can't wear, how, how, how high your hair has to be, or how long it has to be, or when you go to church, what day you go to church, how many times you go to church, over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And we can do all of those things, yet we're still doing some of these things, and it's for naught. We challenge our young people today. You're about to go into environments that's going to try to feed you the wrong things. How do you know the difference? I'll tell you how you know the difference. I don't know if any of you, I mean, if you're very healthy or not. But when those of you that are, you know, you try to eat healthy and you don't eat a lot of sugar and you don't, you know, just all kind of things. When you eat that stuff, what does it do to you? First of all, you mess your stomach up. 
make you feel bad, make you sluggish, make you whatever. I'm telling you, when, you're, when you, when you start, feed yourself a diet of God's Word, of God's truth, of God's love, of God's grace, amen, when, you begin to, when you're feeding yourself the right thing and God is filling you with His pigment and you're taking on His glory, when the devil feeds you some of His junk, it'll make you sick. But on the flip side, you got these people that don't, they don't eat nothing but junk. And when you try to feed them something good, they can't hardly handle it. You see, God's got God's to change your system. It, it takes time. I mean, God, God's change is negative. When people get born again, when people give their heart and their life to Jesus Christ, amen, God changes everything. Amen. And you know what? Your diet changes. Amen. What you eat, what you hear, what you want, everything begins to change because you want to have the pigment that God desires for you. You want to shine for His glory. You don't just want to be some dull gray duck. Amen. You want to, amen, be a, a shining light. You want to be who God created you to be. Come on, get out there and stand on one foot for Jesus. Let's be beautiful. Let's have a beautiful spirit. Let's don't be ugly. Let's don't be rude. Stop being mean on Facebook. Some of y'all don't even need a Facebook. Get off. Come on, start being kind. Start being loving. Start sharing the love of Jesus. But when people try to feed you junk, listen, you don't have to. See, they tried to feed me junk and I only eat good stuff. So I just had to cuss them out in a Christian way. Listen, there's something about that just don't quite go together. Stop being mean. Start posting good stuff, happy stuff. Start encouraging people. When you see something good, praise it. But if you see something bad, guess what? You can scroll on. You don't have to comment. You don't have to argue. You're not, the Bible says, don't cast your pearl before the swine. You're not going to change their mind on Facebook. Just love them. Just love them. Show the love of Jesus. But be careful what you eat. Because everybody around me can be gray if they want to be. But I just want to be red and orange and pink for Jesus. Amen? I want to stand out. I don't want to blend in. I don't just want to be like the world. You don't have to be like everybody at school. You don't have to say, well, everybody's doing it. Here's what I want you to do. Every one of you young people, I want you to purpose in your heart today. You're not going to be defiled by the world. You're not going to believe their lies. You're going to believe who God said you are. You are a child of the Most High God, bought with a price. Amen. You, amen, are on your way to heaven. And you're not going to eat the junk of the world because you don't want to look like them. Begin to get in God's Word. Eat. The richness, the nutrition. Come on, start putting good things in your ears. Abstain from idols. People say, I don't worship idols. But they'll stay home from church to watch sports. People have put sports before God. They've put money before God. They've put everything before God. And you know what? God's just... (laughs) It's all been shut down, hadn't it? And all of a sudden, God's calling the church to get you we better pray. But the world's trying to shut the church down. Trouble's coming. Soon. You need to be prepared. You're not going to make it as a dull duck. You're not going to make it if you're not praying. We're going to join. We're going to take the month of September. And we're going to pray. We're going to have a prayer meeting every Wednesday night. Every Saturday night. And we're going to have a live prayer event every night. It won't last very long. But we're going, to tell, we're going to pray. We're going to take the month of September. We're going to begin to pray. We're going to begin to pray for our nation. We're going to begin to pray for this next election. We're going to begin to pray for, for what all is going in America. We're going to pray for this virus. It's an attack 
but I'm not going to eat it. I'm not swallowing that pill. They're trying to feed me. Because I'm going to shine for Jesus. You're not going to follow the crowd at your school. You're not going to do it because everybody's doing it. You're not going to sniff it, snort it, shoot it, drink it. You're because everybody else is doing it. You're going to stand up and you're going to be righteous in an unrighteous world. You're going to open your mind. You're going to learn because God's got a plan for your life. God's got a purpose for you. John, God's got a purpose for you in the Navy. There's a reason that you're going there. There will be people on those ships that need what you have. Don't just become old gray battleship. Come on. Be the one that stands out. God will honor you and protect you. Thank God for young men and young women who are willing to go and fight for the United States of America. Still the greatest nation in the world. And people, when people are putting us down and everything, still there's young men and there's young women and there's people who are bold. Amen. They'll still go fight for our freedom and for the right that we have to call on the name of Jesus. Maybe somebody could uh, run, let the kids know that I'm ready to pray over them. Jeannie wanted me to let her know. What did we learn today from flamingos? Don't eat trash. You are what you eat. See, they, they eat a, a, a diet high. It's all the, they, they, weigh to, they weigh around in all that algae. And it's just soaking up. I'm telling you, it, 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 what you weighed around in... The uh, other day, me and Pastor Marcello went out to uh, Ryan's place and uh, we had to dump some stuff and we drove out through the pasture and I ran through some uh, remains a cow left. Got on my tires, it got in my the tread of my tire and Came back and we dropped the trailer off. And all that day, next couple of days, every time I got out of my truck, what is that? Oh, something died. I mean, oh, it's terrible. Listen, you, you're walking out there in the world all the time. You're stepping in all that stuff. And, and, and then we come in the house of God and, and we wonder why we don't feel good and why we can't worship. And, and everybody around us going, what's that smell? Listen, come on. It's time that we begin to wash ourselves, cleanse ourselves in the Word of God. It's time we begin to wipe off our shoes. It's time that we wipe off the dirt and the grime. It's time that we begin to amen, be careful where we step. Can I get an Amen. Man, look at all these beautiful children. Are these not? Listen, don't they just look like beautiful flamingos? Look at them, so beautiful and bright. Man, God's got a purpose and a plan for all these beautiful little lives. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine the things that they're talking about and saying that it's okay to do to our children that we, it, it, it blows the mind. Don't fall for it. Don't eat it. And don't vote for it. Stand up for righteousness. Stand up for holiness. Stand up for godliness. Let's, we're going to bless our kids today. We're going to bless them. We're going to pray. We're going to pray over their teachers. We have the, there's a lot of godly, God-fearing Christian teachers. Miss Amy taught at a Christian school for many years. And then she left the Christian school and went to uh, teach at Lindale for a few years. Many of y'all remember this. She took, made her lesson plan, sent it out to all the kids. She had copied and pasted from the year before. And she missed one little detail. Principal comes walking in, talking on the phone, looking around, and it became a huge thing. Hit the national news. She got hate mail and because she accidentally left in from the Christian school. Bring your Bible and listen to the Spirit of God. And wow, it blew up. Used to in America, 
that would have been just fine. But today, any mention of God or the Bible, they want to pull away because they don't want these precious children to hear the truth. But I'm here today to tell them, y'all are special. You're beautiful. You're smart. And y'all can do and be anything that you set your heart and your mind to. God has a plan for your life. You can be doctors, nurses. You can be cooks. You can, you, 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 you can be engineers. You can build buildings. You can do anything. You can even be a pastor. Or a missionary. You can do whatever. But you know what? You've got to study hard. You've got to mind your mom and daddy. You've got to honor God. Keep learning about Jesus. Have a personal relationship with Jesus. Pray every day. And ask Jesus to help you and protect you parents. Every day, don't let your kids off at that school without praying over them and pleading the blood of Jesus over their hearts and minds and over them. They need protection. I'm going to ask every kid, adult, if you're going to school of any kind, kindergarten through college, military, teacher, I want you to stand and come stand across the front of the building. Just spread out a little bit. Don't stand too close to each other. Let's just stand a couple of feet away. Can we all come? Can all the little ones, you come right up here close to me, and then the bigger ones will come fall in behind you. All right, just stay down. You can stay down on the floor. That's okay. That's good right there. You can sit down. That's good. That's fine. Oh, my goodness. Come on, give these young people a hand. Oh, my goodness. Here's Miss Emily over here. She's studying to be a nurse. We got a shell. We got people in the medical field. We, we got military. We've got all these things. Listen. We are so proud of you. We're going to pray over Rachel today. Today, are you cold? She's freezing. Listen, this is hilarious. Okay? We're in Texas. She's cold. And she leaves Tuesday to go to college in Minnesota. (laughs) You're going to have to get you something more than those little sandals. You're going to have to have some boots. Tonight, it, it, it all I know, Pastor, invite you to Spanish church. They're going to be praying over Rachel, and we're going to do that. She's leaving to play basketball and volleyball at uh, in Minnesota. What's the college name? Oak Hills. And we're, we're so proud of her. And uh, so, you know what? Uh, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, we're going to pray God's blessing on you. I want every parent, I want everybody to stand. I want you to stretch your hands out. If you've got a child starting school at home, if you're a teacher, come on, get them to stand right there in front of the TV or the computer. I want you to go ahead and lay your hand on them. Thank you, Lord. Would you stretch your hands out this way? I'm going to ask Pastor Elias to come and join me. And I'm going to pray, and I want him to pray also. And uh, we just want to bless you today. Father, thank you so much for these beautiful children. I thank you, Lord, for these starting kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or all the way through junior high. These going into high school. These going into college, into careers, and those, Lord, going into the military. Father, we thank you for their lives. They are a beautiful flamingo. You've given them callings and talents and abilities, and you have given them color. Flair. You want them to stand out, not blend in. But you want them to eat good things. Father, let them refuse the nonsense. Refuse the evil. Refuse all of the lies of the devil. Let them eat the goodness of God. Let them eat the truth of who they are. A child of God who Jesus is their Lord and Savior. And that they're on their way to heaven. This is just a journey. Protect their minds. Protect their hearts. I pray for every relationship, every friendship. Keep them from those that would sidetrack them. Keep them from those that would hurt them. Break their heart. Use them and abuse them and leave them. Father, only those who will add value to their life. Allow them to 
in, be influenced by. But I declare that they will be influencers. That they'll be a blessing. That they'll shine. That they'll be the ones to say no to evil and yes to good. That they'll stand up for righteousness and for the word of God. And that you will protect their lives. Protect their minds. Protect their hearts. Give them a great year of education. Protect them during this virus. You see all this going on. But you're going to keep your hand upon them. I thank you for their teachers. We call the teachers blessed. Let this be a year as they're learning new things and having to do things in an all new way. That you guide and lead and protect them and give them wisdom to teach young people. And Lord, those that are teaching wrong things and wrong values, reveal them. Expose them. And Father, we just pray protection and blessing over our kids in Jesus' name. Pastor Elias, come. Amen. All these kids are in your youth group. Many of them are going to be in your youth group. And you're doing a great job putting the Word of God and preparing them. Just bless them. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for every single student here, teacher that is going back to the, this new year, God. It's going to be different than any other year. But you're the same God. And you have the same protection over their lives. We pray for angels around them at all time. I pray, God, that they'll have an attitude of adjustment. That whatever change comes along, that they'll be flexible and willing to learn, God. And get all the education they need to, to just get their careers in life. And I pray, God, like Pastor Samuel preached today, that they will be able to separate the bad and the good food. And that they'll be able to chew on the good stuff. Let it get in their brains, their hearts, their attitude, Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray for the parents, God. That they'll be able to adjust and, and help their kids the best way they can, God. So we pray in the name of Jesus for wisdom, for protection, for provision, and a renewing of the mind that aligns with the Word of God. And that they'll be able to discern and, and just retain what is good, what is loving, what is of good name. And just get rid of anything that the devil wants to put in their minds that will take them away from your word and from who you are. So we pray for them for a great year, God. A year of renewal. A year of just great things happening in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody said a big amen. amen.